Hello, hello. This is being recorded, as they say. <laughs> um, hello, everyone. I am Joy, your hostess with the mostest. And today we are on an episode of Ignoramus, the show where we talk about our true thoughts and feelings, converse, educate ourselves, and grow. Um, and in particular, I had an original setup for the first episode. However, it was not going as planned <laughs> as life usually does. Um, but my life was moving in directions that made it really hard to curate and cultivate ignoramus the way I really wanted to. Um, and so I have been struggling with pulling the trigger on just starting the first episode because I have been afraid and I have been untrusting to myself. Um, <clears throat> and so I wanted to get on here and have a discussion and really just allow myself to release from this prison essentially that I've kept myself in and it's multi-layered so I'm not sure if I'll get into all of it tonight I'm not sure how it's gonna go I'm honestly just gonna talk and let myself talk um so if you're listening amen if you're not that's also okay um yeah so let's just jump into it um Wow, where is a great place to start? I guess I'll start with just saying again, like, I'm Joy. I'm actually originally from New York, and I moved out here to Oakland, California, not too long ago. Um, but I've lived in the Bay for a while, so it's definitely home to me now, um, and I love it. <laughs> I have younger sisters and older brother, um, very close with a lot of them and my mom and I are really really close um yeah my dad and I not so much um but you know how that can go sometimes um yeah so with that being said um like I said I've been in the bay for a long time I originally came out here for college and I studied theater um and that's where I actually met my previous partner um who I was with for the last three years um, until we recently broke up. Um, and it was a roller coaster. It was really difficult, but also really fun. Um, and I would say I learned a lot. We met when I think I was like 21 or just turned 21. Um, and she was 18. So we we're about three years apart. <clears throat> um, and she was awesome, you know, great girl, really nice person, fun, musically talented, uh, beautiful spirit, beautiful, <laughs> all those things. I remember when we first kissed how nervous I was when I met her because um, she was also like the first woman I ever really dated um, up until then I did oh not even dated I had sex with a ton of interesting dudes um, <laughs> shout out to them <laughs> but um, yeah she was the first person that I 
got close to um, in ways that I only literally could imagine. And it was a beautiful thing. Um, Little did I know, you know, how many things I was fighting and juggling and uh, lacking to understand and really pay attention to as I was with her. Um, Excuse me. Because like I said in the beginning, like I was so overwhelmed when, you know, like I said, me and this girl first kissed that I had a whole anxiety attack. Like it was hilarious. I was so embarrassed. I had an anxiety attack. I was literally laying on the floor. Then I went out on the balcony. Like it was an entire freaking mess, but it was so funny. Um, That's how much my feelings for her were like, I felt like it was just going to burst. It was crazy. Um, and I just still remember it so vividly. Um, we were watching L Word on the couch. She had on this white t-shirt and these gray Nike sweats that she wears all the freaking time. Um, and I had on my high school varsity sweater um, and some shorts uh, and like the gold glasses. <laughs> and we're watching the L Word and all that. And I just remember like, messing around with her, you know, teasing her and stuff. And, you know, her finally just kissing me and and me just feeling like, wow. (laughs) Like, wow, this is what it feels like to kiss someone. And like, no, you know, and it was great um, for a long time. But where we started to clash was she just had a very different upbringing than I did, you know, she had a lot of uh, certain familial things that I just never really got to um, keep, I would rather say. Um, she was very close to her family, and also she was half white, half black. So it made things a little challenging for me as far as understanding her in that way and in that identity um, as a mixed race um, person, because I only have you know, my identity as a Black and uh, Afro-Latina person um, growing up the way I did in, you know, like the hood and growing up with my brothers and sisters and um, my Afro-Latina brothers and sisters and friends and close friends. So it was, um, it was different for me where I'm from, you know, <laughs> excuse me, you know, so we have a certain, uh, vibe of loyalty we have a certain way also you know just new york in general like we don't take no shit we don't let nobody talk to us crazy like that's just what it is um but here out in cali is people are not necessarily the same but it was funny because her family's italian so they were real fiery real passionate um but she wasn't um and for various reasons that are her own uh, business that i won't share but it was very understandable that she had her own traumas that made her less reactive especially in a family full of reactive people so um, when we got together I was a very reactive person but because I was trying to learn to not always be so reactive to allow room and space for her to you know not react if she doesn't want to react or react if she wants to react um I tried to tone myself down but where the clash became is when I was toning myself down so much that she wasn't showing up in areas I really needed her to, like when her family would say problematic or racist things that made me uncomfortable. Um, She just would always kind of miss the mark or be late on it or not really step up. Um, 
and you know we all know we can't change people especially caucasians you know sometimes it's, it's hard to talk to white people especially when nine times out of ten one that you meet uh doesn't think or see racial systems and uh certain social justice issues like it's very it's very difficult to talk to people like that and then especially if you grow up in that environment and in your mind in your heart these people are family people you should be able to lean on rely on uh, uh, uh. it makes a lot of sense um it makes a lot of sense that you would find it difficult to say something to them um, and for me, it was really hard for me to not say something. It was really hard for me to bite my tongue. And I wanted to, though, because I didn't want her to feel like I couldn't support her or that I couldn't be understanding of her not wanting to say anything um, or not knowing what to say, so to speak. Um, but then the issue with that is, you know, I became to dislike and get frustrated with this continuous pattern and choice to not speak. Um, and instead of speaking on it or acting on it and um, making a decision that would help me move away from the dislike, I just continue to say I'm upset, say I'm upset with no behavior change. And that was on the only consequence. I never actually took the time to step away until it was too late. And being that, I think in a way we were so codependent on each other, I think especially me just with certain traumas of, you know, like losing my dad and, um, or my relationship with my dad rather, I would say, cause he's not dead, <laughs> but losing my relationship with my dad um, and all those things and wanting to be loved in a very particular way where it was, unconditional and all I had to do was give 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 and I would just be love 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 um, but I think I did not take the time to ask myself how is it that you want to be loved exactly and if you are upset and hurt right now and you've been feeling this way for a long period of time why do you continue to accept what you are being given? Why do you continue to accept the lack of change? Um, and why do you continue to not accept that you know why you're not getting these things? Because the truth is I'm an empath and I know, and even though I, I, I definitely acknowledge that I ignored myself and my feelings for so long, um, <clears throat> I knew what was going on with my partner. I knew that she needed to be let go. I knew that we needed to break up. I knew that it wasn't going to help with me pushing, pushing, pushing. Like deep down, I knew that I should have stepped away a long time ago. I used to journal. Um, and you could just hear my language. Like in journaling, I was saying like, she's this perfect person. I made her that way in my head because she was so nice and she didn't raise her voice and you know these are also things societally we are told and we learn but because she was all of these things that I thought were good and because she was all of these things that I felt like were like better than me I had her in my head as like she's the perfect person for me she's the one she's the one she's the one um and I think the truth is that's not true. 
I think she was one. Um, doesn't mean she can't be ever be the one, but I think she was one. And honestly, I don't know. I don't think she is the one. The truth is, I want her to be. You know, um, and no one knows what the future is, but I can't put that on someone and have and try to hold someone to that standard when they themselves have not gotten to really look at and feel and you know say like "Mm, I don't know but I think at this point she has because she made it very clear that like she was like didn't want to get back together and all these other things um but this is we'll get there soon um but yeah I think just being very honest is I think you know we loved each other very much love is such a beautiful thing um especially when it's genuine we loved each other very very much um and it's unfortunate because I think when I couldn't get or communicate certain things um I feel like she just pulled away from me and I wasn't taking I wasn't allowing myself to take in the her pulling away as any other sign besides oh you just don't get it oh you're just not doing it like oh you just like you you just lost in the sauce still versus seeing it as she can't this like she doesn't need this anymore you don't need this anymore let me not even say she because I'm not gonna talk about her but saying for me like you don't need this anymore you can't get what you want or need from here anymore and that's okay the things that are happening you do not like and that's okay and I think making moves to step away from that behavior rather than and move away from maybe that and maybe move away from relationships excuse me all together um what hindered me is just not wanting to lose this feeling of love that I was so wrapped in and so hyper fixated on and so like dependent on for my happiness because I have always been striving to achieve the perfect love since being a kid um because I grew up in a big family and because I had so many people in my family, you know, when you're a kid, everybody likes you. It's like, oh, they're so cute. They're so whatever. I feel like it's when you get to like middle school, high school is when your family really starts hating you or acting like they hate you. And I feel like especially in the black community, like just the the verbiage that is used around little black girls, like, why does your hair look like that? Why is it nappy? Like, why do you eat like that? Um, you're not gonna dress like a whore. Why are you wearing red? Like just little things like that. Like, um, <clears throat> Even, like, my mom, when I was younger, she didn't want me to wear red nail polish. And my mom never called me a whore or nothing like that because she's not like that. But, you know, even that influenced me and things like that. And I actually never talked to my mom about this, but I was actually recently just thinking, like, my mom, beautiful person, literally my best friend. I always make jokes and we always say, like, we're the same person. Um, And in some ways, that really needs to change because... Uh uh-uh but um I think part of me also was like striving from love from my mom 
because uh she had all these kids like we 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 were a full house and my stepdad at the time was kind of a tyrant and my mom was kind of a submissive ish wife um and that's because she was very much you know believing in what the church said and all that stuff and I think like I used to carry around resentment to my mom for like feeling like how could you let this person you know like basically rule over us like you know my mom I don't know him like you know and and I would try to like cozy up to him you know because I'm like okay well he's my dad now so you know in my heart you know I was like okay that's my dad like and I treated him as such but growing up he treated me very mean um he was not very nice to me for a long time and like you know it resulted in certain things you know and me doing certain things and like that also kind of worsened in our relationship so you know eventually I like apologized to him and he apologized to me like moves forward like we have a good relationship now like that's my dad like I love him but I just think about like growing up how like I was really like okay here let me give myself like I'm a little girl like you're my dad now <laughs> like I'm treat me like I'm your child like you know um and kind of just fighting for his affection and not getting it until I'm older but by that point I have already like you know decided like it's fine I love him like that's my dad like it's whatever like you know that's just my dad um and so I think you know being that he was one end of the coin and my biological father was another like my my biological dad was very like mean about stuff um in in a in a more in a presentative way like he would like make comments about my weight or and say that it was like him being helpful like being like you know am I lying like he would always say like am I lying though am I lying like stuff like that to be like you know I'm always right stuff like that be like oh it's just because you know I love you like stuff like that so anytime I did anything for anybody. I always did the biggest, the bestest, the mostest. Like, even when I give gifts, like, I go hard. I, like, buy multiple gifts. I do the most, you know, all that stuff. Because I just want people to know how far and how much I will do to, like, show them that I love them and that I want to be here in their life and that I want them in my life and I want them to love me and, like, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um <clears throat> And I realized that translated in my relationship because I just would love up on her. And, and let's be clear, there's nothing wrong with loving up on people. It, that is a beautiful thing. Like, if your trauma has made you realize that you love to love or just in general, like, you love to love, period, like, please go ahead and do that. Where the problem comes in is when you love so much or you tr or you force love so much that you start to ignore the things you don't love or the things that hurt you or the things that are not fair to you and that's what it is that I was doing I was loving 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 quote unquote loving 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 so much that I stopped paying attention to the things that I didn't love and the things that I disliked and that when they happen I would be like okay yes this makes me mad like I'm telling you this makes me mad but I would also like I said, still accept the same behavior. I was clinging on too much to love that I was not setting boundaries and setting the tone for the relationship that I truly needed. So 
when it came to my previous partner, we were forcing love at a certain point and only holding on to the love because we didn't want to lose each other. And it sucks because I, I truly feel like had we really taken our break, because we broke up officially like twice. We had a bunch of little breaks in between, but they never stuck because we literally could not let each other go. Um, but this is our second official breakup, which hella feels like the end. Um, and I've high key, I mean, I've accepted that. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> but um, I just, I feel, I feel like had we really taken the time earlier, I feel like we probably at least could have still been friends right now. I feel like some of the things that she did that was, I definitely think, dirty uh, to me and the situation, I feel like wouldn't have happened because I think we would have had to been able to actually communicate and have a conversation earlier. Or at least I would have been able to communicate and stand my ground. Um, but again, that's something that would have had to be learned and repeated and enforced within myself in order to do so and like I said being that growing up this I've had this one idea of love is give 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 until you find someone that sticks and that's really what it is because it wasn't that it wasn't like give some and da da da. no it was give 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 because all that's all I ever did was give 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 until somebody's like okay that's great like I love you wow um and because I never got that that was never really satisfied for me growing up um I went and tried to did it again did it again and when it stuck I was like oh my god it stuck I did it right like this is what it is and so for me it only made sense that I had to hold on to it so tightly that I had to like you know keep fighting 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 because if I didn't then that means I'm doing something wrong. And that means that my formula doesn't work, which means I don't know what works, which means I don't know. And which means I'm lost. And I hate feeling lost. Um, and I hate feeling like I don't know. Um, and I believe more now that the beauty is in the unknown. Um it truly sucks the way my ex and I had ended. Unfortunately, she made a choice that hurt me really deeply. And I really much do acknowledge that pain. Um, and in the same breath, breath, excuse me, I acknowledge that it was hard to love me at times. I acknowledge that it was hard to let me go not once but twice <laughs> I acknowledge it was hard to understand me and I acknowledge that it wasn't an easy choice necessarily to break off from me the way she did it wasn't a choice I agree with um and I don't think it was necessarily easy um and I accept that I accept that as just being her truth and knowing that I can't change anything about that. Um, I wish it didn't hurt. I wish we didn't hurt each other. I genuinely wish I could have loved her forever. Um, Cause like I said, she's a beautiful person.
and I love people. I really want to emphasize that, y'all, is I love people. Like, I know what happened to myself, like, what happened to me as a kid and stuff. However, like I said, even before that, though, I was always a happy and loving kid. When people were hurt or sick as a child, I would go to the side. I would tell them it's okay. Like, that's the kind of person I was. I would really want people to be feel loved because that was just in me. Um, and it's really hard to keep that up, too, in the world that we live in today. Like, people can just be so cruel and so mean and stuff happens to us where we feel like we have to uh keep ourselves locked away like I said like my situation with my ex uh so it's very hard to keep up loving but or and rather because understanding both realities don't mean uh neglecting the pain or the suffering or the anger or the hurt or the dislike that you have gone through those are all valid and those are all real um so yeah it's really hard to hold all of that so oh i'm so surprised i got this all out in like 25 minutes look at me go joy <laughs> But yeah, so I just wanted to say thank you for coming to Ignoramus. Um, so far, so good. I hope everybody is enjoying my story thus far. Um, but yeah, this this I didn't want this to be anything about shitting on her or nothing like that. Because I think at the end of the day, like whether she did something wrong or not, because I know her heart and who she is, I know she feels bad about what she's done. I know she also feels conflicted um, for the happiness that she has claimed to be experiencing um, <clears throat> with her situation. So um, that is what it is. <laughs> that is not my truth to hold for her. That's her business um, at this point. But um I accept the humanity in it for her um, because truly when people do what they do for their own selfish reasons, it really isn't about you. It's about satisfying a need within themselves. So when she chose to do what she wanted to do, she chose to satisfy a need of desire and love and, and, and or desire and affection um, and ease within her life that when it came to us, it was work and tiresome for her at this point and for me as well. Um, and it's just so funny, like, because we truly will fight, 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 fight instead of, excuse me, we will truly keep fighting with someone um, because we do not accept and have not accepted that the true thing we're angry with or fighting with is ourselves, fighting the discomfort that we feel, fighting the frustration that we feel, instead of really making a decision to address and repurpose 
that discomfort and that dislike really saying like to myself your family says very disrespectful things things that make me feel unwanted and unloved and I don't want to be around that kind of energy so therefore I'm not and sticking to my guns about it and not giving in because I felt like okay now I want to make her happy and let me go but to really be like okay well I need to feel safe there and really adhering and holding her to the things that I was asking because I did say all these things but I did not draw the line in the sand and create boundaries where I kept it up I would say it we'd go to therapy talk about it but I would never hold it to be true. Um, and if I did, it would be for a little bit and then, you know, goes back to whatever. Um, and I would never change up my methods, really. Like, I would try slightly new things. Like, maybe I'll say it a little different. Maybe I'll um, whatever. But I don't think I ever really tried new methods. I just always fell back into my own pattern or what I wanted to do or because I'm I'm a dictator I'm not gonna lie I'm a dictator and I want what I say goes and how I say it goes and yada 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 um but not in a way that like I said is beneficial even to me um and that's what I'm actually learning now is like how do I dictate my life in a way that actually heals and grows me um and step one is this. Um, I was, and all of this too is low key regurgitated from um, my mom sent me this podcast, and I mean not podcast, excuse me, um, sent me this book, audio book by Matt Kahn called "The Universe Always Has a Plan." And honestly, I started listening to this months ago when I was actually going through basically a friend breakup with one person. Um, and I stopped listening to it and then I kind of jumped back into it randomly today and he really just talks about honoring your dislike and your discord um and just really accepting that like part of your evolution and your growth is to accept the things that you don't fuck with um and I think because I wanted to be a part of my ex's family so bad because I had lost my own um, and not my mom and my sister because they are my brothers and they are my family. Um, but like I said, it's a little different, which the way on my dad's side in which we grew up, like we had family dinners, we um, had family outings, barbecues, like we did things as a family for a really long time growing up Um and because a lot of my family are hotheads and mean and yada, 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 um, there was a lot of breaking in the family. There was a lot of people just not speaking to each other anymore, moving away. And then being, like I said, that the way they treated me and the way they spoke to me, like I just wasn't having it after a certain point um, when I grew up that I broke off from them as well because I couldn't, I refused to maintain relationships where I am not supported. Um and so, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, and so I wanted to be a part of my uh, previous partner's family so bad that I was willing to continue to go because I was like, I have to have this family because I have to have her. Um, and she, this is what she wants. Um, and I don't, and as much as I talked to her about it, it's unfortunate, but I don't think she really saw or understood how her lack of empathy or ability to really understand how her family has affected me um, 
really left me feeling alone and afraid. Um, and I emphasize the word afraid because every time, like I said, I'm an empath. Every time the word afraid comes out my mouth, I feel this air of loneliness because like I said, I've lost a lot of friends and I lost my, 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 my uh, previous partner of the last three years all in the span of, I want to say, like, the last year, back to back to back. And each of those relationships, I was asking for something specific. I was asking them to be honest with me. I was asking for them to allow me to be honest with them. I was asking them to communicate with me. And I was either met with ignorance, um, silence, literally, um, defensiveness, or just all around, like, I don't care. Um, and it was really hurtful. And like I said, being that my partner was the person that I would go to with this. And like, like I said, she could be loving. But then in these same areas where I needed that love, she didn't show up. It was very conflicting for me. So it reminded me of how, like I said, I grew up like my dad. He was, I was so close to my dad. Like sometimes I was probably even say even closer than my mom because my dad gave me all the attention. I'm his only child. Um, and, he, and we would do a lot of things together, like go to movies, this and third, whatever. So when um i would you know do some not even do something but like something would happen or whatever my outfit or my my singing whatever and my dad wouldn't like it or he would be like oh like no you need to do this or do that or that was good but but it would have been better if it just always made me feel like i will never be good enough like ever because this person who tells me they love me so much is the same person who critiques me like Simon fucking Cowell, um, you know, and people's excuses of like, oh, parents are just toughen you up. No, parents do what they learn. Parents do what they think is best based off of how they were raised and what they think makes the most sense, whether that be the same thing their parents did or slightly altered versions. And my dad was an altered version of his mom. His mom was loud and manipulative and directly outright just hurtful. My dad was underlining, underliningly, excuse me, manipulative, soft, and gentle. Because my dad is a very sensitive man. He's very metrosexual. He's very into himself. My dad's a full-blown narcissist, head to toe. Um... And I think, honestly, my dad created this persona and this idea that he is such a wonderful being because he did not and could not get the validation that he wanted needed from his parents. Um, so it was kind of like, well, if no one's going to give it to me, I'm going to give it to me. And so my dad does that. Um, and it sucks because... I know that he's doing that and I still love my dad with the deepest ferocity. Um, but because I love him that strongly is why I stay away from him because I know that I haven't found my balance yet in the place that I am in life. And for me, it's either I'm completely emotionally shut off from my father or I'm completely into him and everything he says. And I'm just open to getting badgered and badgered and badgered. And um, I just don't want to deal with that. So um, I'm not in a place yet. And that's the story I'm sticking to. Um, 
So yeah, so this idea of what love looks like to me has been very much, and for the most part, for a lot of people, I think people just think, you know, the whole daddy issues, but it's not, I don't have daddy issues. Um, I have issues with the way my father has treated me um, and how it has manifested my responses to certain people, things, and understandings of life. Um, And as an adult now, and still growing processing these truths are very very much hard and painful um knowing that I deserved better and still deserve better and having gotten it from these people that have claimed to love me and need me and whatever um is really unfortunate it's really disheartening um and to be moving forward, wanting, still wanting and desiring this love um, that is reciprocated as well as anticipated, um, it's scary. Because <clears throat> like I said, I've had friends that have thought I was a fat, converting lesbian like too much black girl um whatever whatever thoughts had these thoughts about me as my as being my friend I've had friends who have put their hands on me in a crazy drunken night and I've tried to talk to them about it and them just be like you just want to be my therapist I'm like Monica you put your hands on me what um you know, or, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that on here, but oops. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, other people moving out on me to move in with their boyfriends and not communicate with me in time and think about the ramifications of my Black body in a city that I'm not originally from and finding housing, you know, so it's it's like all these things, you know, sleeping with people close to me without really thinking about the ramifications of how that would, you know, affect our relationship and my relationship with my friend, you know? So all these kinds of things just kind of played a role um, into my now unfortunate discomfort with just overall human interaction my need to feel guarded and recluse around everyone, including my friends. Um, And that the energy I do put out is just to honestly keep up appearance and to not have people think I'm weird or ask me what's wrong or yada, yada, yada. And also like me fighting with myself of trying to keep up the momentum and love of my namesake while battling the pain and the hurt that I am processing and feeling from all of these lost relationships. It has taken... a lot of a lot of work for me to 
come to this place. I'm still working on my discernment um, because part of me doesn't know when I'm, part of me is struggling with knowing rather when I, uh, to know the difference between when I am taking the blame for something or where I am sharing the responsibility um, and what exactly that looks like. Because as I started off with giving understanding to my previous partner and her shortcomings and choices, um, I think my, I'm struggling with the true acceptance of that. That doesn't negate that I was hurt and confused and let down by her. Um, and I think that's me accepting my dislike to really understand, because that means accepting that all of the dislikes, accepting that how my dad treated me was not okay. And that it's also okay to no longer hold love and space for these people. I think there's an idea that like because love can be eternal that it has to always be eternal um and I think when I feel that I have lost love I think I feel I have lost myself because I think I only see myself as true value within the love of another person versus just in love itself and love within myself um, and that's why I'm working. And I need to be working overtime. Because the truth is, you are love. And you still have love. And you can still be within love. By letting go of the love you had for someone else. Because you know we love to be like, oh, I love you forever. And you'll always be my... Yes and maybe part of you will always love a person forever or whatever the case you want to say but that love no longer has to be active cool you love them you love them cool there it is bam that's it no more you love them and now you don't and that's okay um and I and that's also learning detachment. I have attached myself to so many people, made so many soul ties off the bat. And I think, too, a lot of times you do this and the other person doesn't even know you're doing this because you're so just like, oh, my God, this person. And you think, okay, friends forever or partner forever. Um, and I realized that that is just not it. That is not it at all. I made so many soul ties with people because I didn't want to be alone. I wanted to continue to feel loved in these spaces. Um, and so letters to myself as well for the hundredth time. And it probably won't be the last because until the day you die, I'm not going to stop talking to you, girl. I'm not going to stop loving on you. I'm not going to stop encouraging you and uplifting you and uh kicking you in the ass if you need it and also hugging you when you need it and 
giving you space um, and to release you when you are holding yourself too too tightly bound to things that are not serving you. So, thank you for the journey. Thank you for the struggles and the strifes. Thank you for the triumphs. Thank you for the confusion. Thank you for the clarity. Thank you for the revisions. Thank you for the changes. Thank you for the edits. (laughs) Thank you for the highlights. Thank you for everything in between. And I hope that before we get to the conclusion, you will continue to grow and honor yourself and love on yourself because you truly, truly, truly deserve it. You are joy. You are love. And that child who you felt like you had to say goodbye to or that you had to apologize to, please understand that she has already forgiven you. Please understand that she lives within you because she is what drives you to be better every day. Please understand that you don't have to apologize anymore because she knows that you're sorry. Please know that she's got your back and that she's rooting for you and that she is very proud of you because not only did you love on her and acknowledge her and allow her to continue to grow, you blossomed into your own person just the way she thought she was. So, thank you. We love you. And you're going to be a great neurobiologist slash psychiatrist. (laughs) Which is my goal one day. And we will talk about that on another episode. However, I want to close out here. Um, Thank y'all to whoever listens to this. Um, if it was for you, it was for you. If it wasn't, that is also okay. I really appreciate having allowed myself to do this. Um, and I hope to do this again. And I hope to just all around be great. Um, so yeah, love you. Send you love, send you healing. Um, yeah. Later, y'all. See you later. Joy, joy out.